0: Wine. Food. Talk. NapaBroadcasting.com
1: Thanks for joining us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. For all the complaining that goes on sometimes and all the talk about traffic and tourism and wine, it's really easy sometimes to overlook all the amazing things that the economic success of this valley affords us. One is a deep and abiding concern for our animals and for our pets, and sitting high atop this effort— are the people at Jamison Animal Rescue. We're gonna talk about that today, as I am joined here by Monica Stevens, who is the president and founder, co-founder of Jamison Animal Rescue, and Brenda Burke, who's the community outreach manager. Thank you both so much for coming in. Thank you, Jeff.
2: Thank you so much for having
1: us. Great to have you both here. First of all, Monica, I wanna start with you and talk a little bit about how Jamison Animal Rescue came to be. How did you uh, put this all together? How long together? do you have, Jeff? <laughs> we have time. I'm
2: kidding. Uh, You know, it's something that I've wanted to do in terms of rescuing animals for a long time since a little girl. And fast forward when I moved out here and between the very generous wine community that is here and loves their pets and the beautiful weather, so climate has a lot to do with caring well for animals. It was the perfect, the perfect two things coming together with my husband and we decided... We're going to do it. So 2014, we started out.
1: And what did you do? What did you put together? How were you going to do something that was different than well, it's the resources question. that might have been there?
2: Yeah. Well, we, we really looked at the landscape, tried to find out who was taking care of what animals, and we decided that we were going to have a rescue ranch that would take care of all domestic animals. So here we have our partners, rescue partners taking care of horses, Sunrise Rescue, W-Cal takes care of dogs and cats. Um, we take care of everything, goats, guinea pigs, chickens, bunnies, dogs and cats, horses, and that's why we're different. There is no place that we know of in the greater Bay Area that takes care of all domestic animals under one program.
1: And how were you able to build up what you were doing within the framework of the places that existed already, the the organizations like Sunrise and the Humane Society. And and how do you work with all those, and how did those relationships evolve?
2: I I think one of the most meaningful things that happened is um, we were able to fundraise successfully. And when I think out here in the Valley, when you're good at fundraising, people watch you and they begin to trust you. And then we began to enact all these programs. So we went out to these organizations early on and said, this is who we are and this is what we're doing. And most of them were very excited. And then once we raised the funds that we did at our last two auctions, they started to pay attention. So it's a combination of things. Here's the other thing, we're very committed, we're very motivated, we're everywhere in the community. And so I think people start to understand that we're, A, not going away, but B, you know, we put, we do do what we say, we deliver on Mm -hmm.
1: it. Talk a little bit about what the need is that you saw here in this community. What was it then and what is it now, you know, several years later?
2: Well, there's a lot of needs. And um, take, for example, what we saw today. We sponsored a vaccination and microchip clinic for dogs. Mm -hmm. In three hours, we saw over a hundred dogs that needed microchip and vaccine. So we see a need from a financial perspective, where people don't have the finances. They want the mm-hmm. animal, they can feed the animal, but they need some help with veterinary care. Um, we also see the need where uh, people need to surrender their animals for whatever reason. And so instead of them making the decision to take them to a local shelter, most of our shelters in the area are, are kill shelters. They come to us because they know we have a no-kill solution. I think we're just tapping the surface. I think there's a lot of things going on that we're just finding out about in, in terms of need.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so um, we're here for the long haul because I think the need's going to increase. And we're going to start spreading out in the Bay, a lot more in the Bay Area,
1: mm-hmm. for
2: taking in animals
1: talk a little bit about the resources that you have in terms of the ranch and how much can you grow? How much can you you expand within the the Bay Area?
2: So we have the key to a really good successful nonprofit is its volunteers. So what we have are volunteers both for foster homes, which is how we're doing it right now until a ranch is finished. And, um, without them we couldn't we don't we wouldn't have all the programs we have in place so and you can chime in Brenda anytime <laughs> um, w- what we have identified is that the more our volunteers are out doing their thing the more funding we get the mm-hmm. more notice we get the more volunteers we get the m- and and fortunately the more people will say you know what you need to call Jameson you have there's an animal in need you need to give them a call so I'm really excited. I always wonder, Jeff, if we weren't here, who would be taking care of all these animals? Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that we're here and that we can do it.
1: Brenda, talk a little bit about the different services that are offered. I know that there are services for special needs animals and for senior animals and foster. Talk a little bit about some of the, the specific services.
0: Well, I'll talk a little bit more about what in the community that, community that we're providing. Um, Monica mentioned the fact about a lot of people have struggles with financial Mm -hmm. um, uh, support and resources to take care of their animals. It's one thing to have a pet companion for that wonderful companionship, Mm -hmm. and they're fun, and you play with them, and their kids love them, but it's a whole other thing to realize the financial support or the financial responsibility that that comes with that pet. It's not all, you know, fun and furry and wonderful, but you have to keep that pet healthy and you have to keep that pet fed. So one of the things that we created coming out of um, our first year, actually, when I got Mm -hmm. involved, uh, realizing that. You know, there's so many animals that have to be abandoned that are dropped off at the shelters that are just left, and we, after researching, we realized that the biggest reason is the financial reasons. They they can't afford to feed their pet anymore. They can't afford to take care of the vaccinations and medical things that attention that they need. Mm-hmm. So we actually looked at the at the local community and where that need. Is most and of course we looked at people with uh, low income families, mm-hmm. people of senior citizens that were on fixed incomes. So we went directly to Meals on Wheels. We That's talked right with Dream Johnson in the Canby office, and realized that they were a great resource to start at ground zero and really make an impact in the community. So that um, that opened up a door for us to think of well how can we help them so we first started out with a blanket drive our first year out and we were very successful we um we had drums throughout the napa valley at various businesses collecting blankets in the winter time and the need was so great and we even the homeless people people that were less fortunate in napa were so grateful they wrote us little cards to thank us and how much they took pictures in front of their encampments and where they unfortunately didn't have a home and made their home in the in the area of Napa wherever they could find one. Um, the shelters were not accepting pets, so that was another issue that we recognized. Um, we're now trying to get together with the manager of the shelter and help them provide um, carriers and crates so that people can take one day that uh, the homeless shelters will allow these people to have their pets so we have a monthly pet food drive where we collect about 1,200 pounds of pet food and we have all the markets throughout the Napa Valley from Browns Valley Market all the way up to Calistoga CalMart. all of the local markets have supported us for a year now and they allow us to be in front of their store and collect food for these pets so, it's from incredible. that once a month pet food drive, we collect about twelve hundred pounds. We drop off um, anywhere from five to eight hundred pounds of food to the food banks mm-hmm. so that helps uh, the low income families and those people that actually need that uh, that support mm-hmm. and then we've got another maybe twenty three people that we provide uh, pet food for the people that don't have a home to go to that are finding other places in the shelters and so forth to live. And then also we've got about 52 senior citizens that are on fixed incomes, and we drop off food every other week to those senior citizens. So that's a very large a project that we're mm-hmm. really proud of. We've mm-hmm. made an impact in the Napa community, and we're really hoping to eventually go out to the other Bay Area surrounding areas and, and connect with the other Meals on Wheels it's a programs. No-brainer it's definitely needed
1: how have all the other the non-profit agencies that you've interfaced with and the government agencies the county health and human services how have they responded to all of this
2: very supportively you know they recognize that we have more of the bandwidth to be able to execute on a volunteer Mm -hmm. capacity so they're grateful that we're doing it um We're fortunate that we have a very good relationship with the county, the Napa County. Mm -hmm. uh, And um, I think the greatest support they can give us is on an animal control basis where if Mm -hmm. there's an issue, we know we can call them up and they can help us with an animal control problem. I think these relationships are only going to get better because we're doing good work and they recognize that.
1: And how does it work with the county animal shelter? How does that, how do you work with them? That's the a
2: really good question, Jeff. So um, currently, and we're trying to help them, you know, they have a, they they euthanize animals. It's, a, it's not a no-kill shelter. And we're working really well with them to pull animals that they're having a hard time with. Mm-hmm. So we can take them into our program, our foster program, give them a little training, rehabilitation work, just some decompression time. Um, and we're very fortunate to have that relationship because they will call us if there's a problem a Problem child, we say. Mm. And um, we can, we're nimble. We can move quickly. So I think they value us being in town because we've a- been able to save a lot of their dogs and get them mm-hmm. into great homes. They, some of them just need time to chill out
1: talk about the adoption side and and yeah. whether enough whether there are enough homes what what efforts go into finding oh, more homes how does question. that work i'm
2: glad you asked once again a nimbleness we have i'm very proud of our social media team we have julie and brent who just go at it both on instagram and facebook relentlessly and um when we have a do- an animal three things happen one it gets posted to social media Two, it gets posted to our beautiful website. And three, if you're a nonprofit, a 501c3 status, you are allowed to post on Adopt Me sites. So you have all these eyeballs, possibility. And um, the one thing we lack, I think, are enough dogs. Because we have some people, 10 people that want the same dog. So it's pretty great. How do you
1: decide? Oh, my
2: God. (laughs) How does that work? It Really, we we send out an eight-page application, Mm -hmm. and anyone interested has to fill that out. And then we really do the best match for the animal. That's who, ultimately, that's who we're fighting for. Mm -hmm. Um, But with all of that presence, whether it's on the Internet or on our website or on social media, it's been a win-win.
1: And tell us about the ranch and what that's going to be like as it continues to evolve. Yes.
2: It's exciting. Yes. (laughs) So we knew in order to have the greatest impact on domestic animals generally, we needed a place. Horses and pigs and dogs and cats. So we looked for a year and a half. Our biggest challenge was finding a property that had adequate water. Um, you wouldn't know that today because of all the great rains right. we've been having, but uh, it was it was challenging. We were right. in and out of escrow with five different properties. Wow! Until the water report came in, and then we said goodbye. But November we closed on a forty-acre property in Pope Valley, and it's got everything we need. We're gonna probably need another forty in a couple of years, but so we hope to be um, starting to be able to take in animals by the end of the summer. We have a uh, wonderful contractor, uh, centric builders. Howard Backen, probably mm-hmm. one of the most renowned architects in the Valley. He just signed on to be our architect. So this is going to be a place, Jeff, like no other in the Bay Area. Um, it's going to be meaningful. It's not going to be flashy, but it's going to really be be a special place for people to come not only to adopt, but to get involved in the community. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of community Mm -hmm. programs we're going to be having there for children, seniors, disadvantaged um, children. It's going to be that place too. And it's Mm. a little bit of a drive, but It'll spend, be worth it. Yeah. You spend the day out at the ranch and your whole life will be better.
1: And with those 40 acres, how much capacity does that give you in terms of how many dogs, how many horses, yeah. I and mean, how much capacity do you have there?
2: Hypothetically, um, with 40 acres, we'll probably end up using about 25 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope to have at least capacity for 30 dogs and a range, array of adoptables to behavioral problems probably 150 cats, uh, 10 horses, special needs horses, and probably about 30 farm animals. Now, once again, this is an adoption center too, so we hope to be adopting out, but if animals need to stay put, sanctuary, we have a home for Mm -hmm. them.
1: And talk about the fundraising side, because certainly to do the kind of thing that you're talking about, <laughs> never mind the 40 acres, but just yeah. <laughs> the manpower to do all right. of those different things right. is not an inexpensive proposition.
2: No, and then back to, you know, the first thing I said is the wine industry. Mm-hmm. So we have an annual event that is premised on people want to come and taste 50 of the top wines in Napa Valley. So we have this core of vintners that dedicates that night to our Mm -hmm. fundraiser and then we have people that this is going to sound a a little hard to comprehend it always is for me (laughs) people flying in on their jet in their jet planes to come to our event from (laughs) all over the united states new york la and they are here for the animals and the wine so the secret was the wine and the animals and finding those people that connect them both
1: And how were you so successful then in getting the word out and getting the information out to all of those people?
2: My husband and I own a wine shop in St. Helena. And so the Vintners are an easy attraction because we all do business together. And then just putting a nice email to our clients. Our first year, 2014, our first fundraiser, probably half the group was our wine clients. And then last year, our second one, more people that heard about the event the first year. What the attraction is, is Fritz Hatton, who is mm-hmm. our auctioneer, but spectacular lots. Like, they're luxury lots, like you'd find auction in Auction Napa Valley. So we have a committed volunteer crew uh, putting these auction lots together, one of a kind.
1: And talk, uh, Brenda, a little bit about the ongoing fundraising effort beyond this specific event, just the work that you're doing, getting the word out in the community. We were talking donations. before we went on the air about the farmer's market mm-hmm. and some of the, the other places where there's an opportunity, one, to see what you're doing, and two, for people to make donations.
0: Well, the Napa community is just um, – they've been such a great supporter. We've been at farmer's market in Napa and also farmer's market in St. Helena throughout the start to the finish – our first year – Uh, involved in the farmers market was last year so we always have a table there with information encouraging people to sign up to volunteer we have just a an expanded amount of things that people can do there's there's always going to be something that someone can do along with fostering our animals um, doing community outreach uh, programs so really the programs that we're doing, that I'm doing, that I'm helping with and and putting together are not necessarily fundraisers. They're more to be here for the community, to find out what the community's needs are, to find out where we can can put together other programs that come together. We're very involved in the senior uh, community in Napa County. So the Mm -hmm. fundraising comes, people of course love animals and they Mm -hmm. come to our table and we're talking to them about all the programs that we're doing and and our new ranch that's coming up, and they of course want to give, and they people want to give in Napa, especially when it comes to animals. And they are hearing about us a lot. Um, they know about Jameson Animal Rescue Ranch. The name is out there a lot. So, I our programs in the community aren't necessarily to, to fundraise, but they're more for an outreach and giving information. We yeah we put together. Um, we have an, an animal adoption day once a month that we have at the farmers market. We're at Whole Foods every week throughout the year. So um, the animal adoption event is also, has brought on a sponsor program that we just started not too long ago where some of our phosphorus animals that we have that need a lot of um, medical attention. Mm -hmm. And so we have a sponsor program that allows people to actually look at these animals, look at their profile and just really want to uh, help that particular animal get through and and help their last living days to be very comfortable Mm -hmm. And that's one fundraiser that we are doing. But other than that, the community just is so generous, and they love animals, and they know how hard we're working for it.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we've had a couple of angels that have come, talk to some of our ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Next thing, a big fat check arrives in the Mm -hmm. mail. We are so inspired by your work, talking to your ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Brenda trains them all. Mm -hmm. Those are wonderful and, and at the end of the year where everyone's wanting to make a year-end gift mm-hmm. we, we receive quite a few of those all from our work in the community mm-hmm.
1: talk a little bit about the veterinary community and how they've been supportive or or sure. not with respect to your efforts
2: we use three veterinarians um dr sally kimsey out of pope valley dr greg lung from california pet hospital and then probably four or five vets from silverado um They've been wonderful because we have so many emergencies and so many things Mm -hmm. going on. It's nice to have set the depth of veterinary care, but they also give us a percentage off because we're a rescue. Mm -hmm. And they care deeply about what we're doing and where we're going. They were there today. Silverado donated their time today. I think they believe that we're leaders in the community and that we're ultimately, our ultimate goal is to take care of the animals. So, But we couldn't do it without – I mean, we literally – we'll call in different fests because we'll have an emergency we have to get in there. It's nice to have all of that from Pope Valley North Mm -hmm. all the way down to Napa.
1: Well, I thank you so much for coming in and uh, telling us. And if people want to find out more, the website address and who should they call or contact, give all that information.
2: I'm available. Mm. If anyone would like to talk to me, (laughs) I'll talk to you. My number is 707-815-8153. If they'd like to, oh, my gosh, peruse our beautiful website, Jameson Ranch.org. Jameson, named after my 14-year-old Pyrenees I brought from Chicago.
1: Well, thank you both. Monica Stevens, pleasure, Brenda Burke, Jameson Animal Rescue, thanks for coming in. Thank,
0: thank, you. in. Thank, thank you. Thanks so much, Jeff. You're listening to com.